strong toxic brother looking at the stuff from yesterday. All the drama, all the strategy and silliness from Theo to HOH. Every single season, you know he is the reason. You know what's happening. Rob said that he could do it. Tomorrow he will do it again. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 30th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Geneva. How are you doing, Geneva? I'm doing great, Taryn. How are you? Doing well. Very excited to talk with you. Uh, we are here to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. It was day 25 in the house. We had a veto competition. Uh, a little bit of talk about uh, what might happen because of it. And um, also some other stuff. So we're going to talk about it all uh, and uh, and get get through what happened yesterday on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. We started the day with Tyler and Cody. Um, they were waiting for the veto draw. Cody was upstairs listening to music and Cody was trying to sneak up on him. To scare him. Um, but uh, he got caught because the camera zoomed in on him and he was like, ah, that, so that happened. Um, Cody lets him know. Yes, Cody lets him know that Enzo is really annoyed at Davon because she was questioning him about putting David up and because she's concerned about this guy's thing. Yeah, that that was something that is quite interesting. Um I think they've gotten to a point where, you know, I think they're tired of the girls and they're annoyed with the girls because I feel like there's a lot of talk that afternoon, not only about Davon, but also about Danny, too. Um, and I, it's getting to, I guess, a breaking point where they're like, we're keeping you safe. We're winning all these comps. We don't understand why you're complaining. This is Enzo's HOH. He should be able to do what he wants, essentially. Mm, yes, especially Enzo is saying that it's, hey, yo. I won this thing, yo. What's what's up with this? That's it. Um, they pick players for the veto competition. Uh, Tyler has his chip drawn again. Um, he has played in every veto competition this season so far, uh, and he played in almost all of the ones in his original season. Um, so uh, he's he's got uh, he's got some kind of luck with the veto draw um i know that uh it's it, they're joking about it because it's funny to joke about that like ah, oh, it's rigged for tyler um but this is like the like i mean i talk about this all the time the game is not rigged but uh this thing in particular like people have dumped the bag out before uh they even talked about doing it it, it on the feeds yesterday um it would be the worst way to try to rig the game because it's so easy to find out that it's been rigged by just looking in the bag right yeah it's funny because yesterday i actually tweeted i was like do they put maybe 10 chips in there for <laughs> tyler or something just to ensure that he gets to play because he was mentioning a lot yesterday too that i feel like if people you know try to get him out they're gonna have to backdoor him at this point but that's only if he doesn't get to play in a veto but then even so he was also mentioning if someone tries to backdoor him they're probably not going to get his jury vote so i thought that was quite interesting and i think that would be interesting strategy to see if he ends up actually using that and to see if people would be a bit scared to backdoor him and would just be more inclined to put him up but he's also good at competitions so he might actually just win the veto anyway yeah uh it's it's funny because last season he was the last season he played he was trying to get people to backdoor him because he had the power to save himself from being backdoored this season he he did mention to bailey who's like i'm i'm thinking about using this as a strategy just telling everybody hey if you backdoor me i'm not gonna vote for you in the end uh if you just put me straight up uh, on the block and then you beat me uh, in the veto competition i'll vote for you um to try and prevent himself from being backdoored because he's like i tyler i think sometimes can be a little superstitious and he 
says a bunch of times like, oh, my God, I got chosen to play in this veto again. I just know the one time I'm not drawn, I'm going to get backdoored. I just know it's going to happen. So he's very scared about, about this. Yeah, and I think it's definitely a reasonable concern um, just because I think people might not just generally want to put him up because, um, you know, I think there's that fear he would win the video because he already automatically tends to go up a lot. So it's like if you actually want to win the game and make a big move and get out Tyler, then it's like the only way to do that is to ensure he doesn't play in veto. But I guess the way things are going Tyler just automatically always plays at this point. And I wouldn't be surprised, like, even, you know, uh, if it continues to happen where people will just choose him as house guest choice because he, he you know, he's good at competitions. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a valid concern for Tyler just because he is a big threat. Yeah, I do think you always need to be a little careful about introducing jury vote threats um, that uh, the yeah. second you put that on the table, other people might pick that up. And uh, Tyler, of all people, should be worried about jury votes. Yes, I think one thing that I tend to think a lot about in Survivor and Big Brother um, is jury management and the social um, aspect of, you know, I think, you know, like the social awareness, because I think that is an important aspect of the game. Big Brother is a social game. So yes, strategy is important, but you have to really think about um, I guess like how you send people out the door, how you treat them in the house. Because I believe like when um, you know, Bailey went out, you know, there was that sort of situation in in Big Brother like the, the previous season where basically he was like, you know, I don't really need your vote. And she was just like, okay, well well, there that's, you go. that actually is a myth that actually never happens. Oh, yeah. So, well, you know that that. Yeah. So that but th- that myth also can be something that could come into play, because I think I think a lot of the time, like in a lot of these games, people don't tend to um, think about like how also people feel about the moves, because I think also when it comes to. Um, treating people in the house, which I think something I've noticed a lot about, and I guess maybe we might touch on this a bit more later in terms of, I guess, the house guests receiving like implicit bias training and what certain house guests are saying about certain house guests with certain terminology that they're using. Um, and I think if that, you know, blends into the game more and people continue to talk about some of these certain things and then those other house guests hear about them they may not necessarily want to give them their vote in the end. So I think that, you know, for Tyler, that's something that's really important because we've seen, at least with Paul, like the way he's treated house guests has resulted in not getting votes or saying certain things. Yeah. Always got to be careful. Um, Well, Bailey and David are also chosen to play in the veto. Um, So Tyler, Bailey, David, Enzo, um, Kaser, and Kevin will be playing in this veto. Tyler's going to talk with Enzo a bit. Um, Tyler lets Enzo know. He says that he thinks Danny is the one that told Davon about Team Freeze, uh, the guys thing. And that's that's where this all comes from. And uh, and Enzo is just like, ah, that Danny, that Danny, yo. Um, But he's also frustrated with Davon. Um, He says, but uh, did you you see Davon cheering? Yo, like uh, she was cheering for Kaser. Like, just what? Where's the what's the cheering squad about? Yo, like, what's with that? but Tyler brings it back to Danny. Like, yeah, but I mean, I go back and forth day or, or Danny next week, you know, like I'm, I'm at the point where I, I would just go straight for Danny. Um, and Enzo's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaser came up here. He asked me if, if Danny threw me, threw him under the bus, like, what? What's with that, yo? Why is she ask? Why is he asking me about Danny? She's working with everyone, yo. That's it. That's all. Um, it's well, she thinks that we're dumb. She thinks that we don't see that she's trying to plant seeds everywhere. Um, and Tyler's like, I've never caught someone trying to be in everyone's ear this much in my entire life. Um, and Enzo's like, I'm almost at the point where like I'm ready to backdoor her this week, yo. Um, and Tyler's like, hey. I'll do it next week. I'm ready to go. Like, I will make this happen. Uh, and Enzo says that, like, nobody else is willing to to get Danny out except for them. So it, next time he wins HOH or if Tyler wins HOH, we got to make this happen. Danny's got to go. And Dave has got to go as well, says Enzo. 
Um, so uh, that's uh, Danny is is firmly on the radar here. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think I think of the last you know couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of things like that Danny would plant or certain things that she would try to do. And we know that with the vote that just recently happened that, you know, uh, you know, doing that hinky vote probably to pin, you know, on Bayer Day. Um, but, the, you know, the fact that people have caught on and are realizing that she's doing certain things to cause other people to come after each other, especially because she has relationships with almost everybody. You know, people are realizing, oh, this this could be a, you know, a huge threat or detriment to our game. If we allow Danny to go further and we allow Danny to either spread lies or embellish the truth or say these certain things. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's definitely interesting because I think it's also in some conversations they were mentioning that like you know we shouldn't make danny aware that she's doing what she's doing you know just allow it to continue to happen mm-hmm. um and then i guess you know when the opportunity comes they they could potentially backdoor her and i know enzo was also saying a lot of hoping that christmas could also be hoh next week um, because they feel like they could get christmas to do what they want um so that also might Potentially, it would be interesting to see if Christmas did become HOH, um, who she would put up. I know, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Bay and Day and then also talk about Danny, of course. But I think um, it's definitely an interesting discussion to see how, you know, completely over they are of Danny and Devon at this point. And just it seems like the, the girls in the game, they're like, we're the ones winning the comps. You know, they should just be happy that they're safe. And yeah, Enzo is big on on that one. Uh, These girls got to win, yo. That's it. Um, Tyler does uh, bring up that um, that uh, um, he brings up again, like, hey, if I get a power. I'm only telling you and Cody Um, like uh, Tyler is really just trying to like uh, Tyler understands the power of knowing where the powers are. Um, And I think he's he's really trying to make sure that he doesn't get left out of the, uh, you know, the knowledge of where the powers go. If Cody or Enzo get one. he also uh, Enzo says that uh, yeah, yeah D- Danny was up here trying to tell me not to backdoor Ian like you win an HOH you do it then uh, you, you, you do what you want I do what I want it's you know what it's making me want to do it more yo that's it um, Cody joins them. And they talk more about Danny. Uh, Cody is actually pushing back on Danny a little bit. Like, uh, ah, yeah, but she is she is with us at least for now. Like, there are bigger threats. I don't trust her at all, but we don't need to go after her, which is right for Cody because she does trust him a lot and she wants him in the final three. Um, Enzo says that uh, she's she's trying to get him to go against Davon um, and and all of that. Uh, Tyler says he thinks that he can get David to target Danny for them. Cody's like, "Whoa, I thought we weren't trusting David with any information anymore." And Tyler's, "I don't care anymore. I'm 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 just gonna I'll just do it. I don't care. Uh, you know, and like, what's gonna happen if I don't if I get caught?" They, they don't believe anything David says anyway. Like, I'll just, I'll just be like, why would I say that to David after what he did last time? He's obviously making it up and nobody will believe him, um, which is probably true. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think it's very interesting because I think even later, um, I know Tyler had you know a discussion where basically he's like, yeah, you know, uh, my relationship with David, it is what it is. But um, I think. You know, I think it's gotten to a point where there are so many relationships in this game that are so interconnected and intermingled that people are afraid to go after each other. So at this point, it's like, let's get the people who are kind of on the outside to do what we want to get done so that we don't have to do and we don't have to get the blood on our hands. Um, And so, I mean, even though I guess there isn't a lot of trust because, you know, I think you know, David definitely did put a huge blemish on Tyler's game and try to kind of kind of ruin his relationship, you know, a day. I I do think that I think it's um, definitely smart to not necessarily try to 
close the door completely because I think it's good to keep your options open, even though you know you have that sort of distrust. Mm. Uh, so um, Cody talks about uh, Kaser. He says, like, you know, Kaser does annoy me in the game, but like, at least he plays. Unlike David, Uh, and he's like he's an incredible person. Um, But like David is such a wild card, though. Like, do we really want David in the jury? Uh, Like, maybe like maybe Kaser in the jury is better. But uh, you know, what what are we gonna do? Um, Kaser talks to Bailey, and this is a very uncomfortable conversation. We talked about a little bit uh, last night on the roundtable. Kaser's doing his usual spiel of like. you know, uh, the, the people in power, they control the lines of communication. And if we don't do something about it, they're going to pick us off. Um, and they, they like, Bailey, this is what happened on your season. Tyler is dangerous. He's so good at this game. Uh, this is, this is the new school. We need to, we need to watch out for this. Um, and, uh, Bailey is, is not, not a fan. Uh, as I brought up yesterday, uh, the night before this, that she was already very annoyed with Kaser, um, and she is just not not having it. Um, she says that hey, you you are being very condescending. Um, this is this is first of all, this is all happening because of you. You playing in the safety suite caused all of this. You were never a target before then. Uh, you did this all to yourself. Uh, don't you dare lecture me about new school. I am a new school player and I know it better than you do. I've lived through it. So you should be listening to me right now. Yeah, she's like, you could have come to me or come to us, ask us for advice. Um, You know, I don't like you talking about BB20 and how I played. You know, I don't want to talk about that at all. Um, And I mean, I guess, you know, I think because it did make things difficult that Kaser and Janelle both played in that safety suite where I don't think like I know that there was, you know, still a chance that it wouldn't work out, but I just feel like both of them shouldn't have played because they would have needed one in in a further week. And I think that also put a huge target on them as a duo, because I guess, you know, everyone knows like their previous history. Um, And I think, you know, I do think that Bailey's feelings are valid, but I also do think that, um, you know, Kaser is speaking some truth in this situation. I, I do think that, you know, Bailey, you know, even though she's friends with people, which I think is something Kaser brings up, like you may be friends with people, but everybody in this house is basically friends. Like there aren't really too many, like there isn't too much drama there yet. So, I mean, you're going to have to put up your friends and it's not just friendship. It's these alliances and these bonds and, you know, Bailey and Day and like, Kevin, you know, like there are a lot of people who are just like they may have those connections internally and those friends, but they're probably going to be the first ones that are picked off. I mean, we constantly hear on the feeds that like people want to put like Nicole really wants to get rid of Bailey. I mean, she wants to backdoor her specifically, but, you know, like those sorts of things. So I think that, you know, Casey is making a good point, but I also can understand where Bailey is like you know, you chose to play in this supposed like old school way. You could have come to me, that sort of thing. And then now she feels like there's all this pressure for her to play in the veto for him. But it's also just like, you know, she wants to play her own game, but she also doesn't want to show her card. So like, even though she is friends with Kaser, she also doesn't want to like shake up the house. Um, so there's just a lot of complications there. Yeah, it, this is, this is uh, as with what usually happens in the big brother house with these sorts of things, they they're both right. And Mm -hmm. they're both wrong here. Um, she's wrong. He playing in the safety suite did not put a target on his back. The target was already there. She's incorrect about that. Uh, Mm -hmm. she's right that he in part did this to himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. that the, the way that he played the game, um, did put a bigger target on his back and did, prevent uh, him from getting a foothold in the game. Uh, she's wrong that uh, that her game is in trouble because of her association with Janelle and Kaser. Uh, that's that's actually not what's putting her in danger. What's putting her in danger is uh, her relationship with Danny and the comment that she made to Nicole a week ago. Um, right. And uh, and that's something that that 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say she did it to herself because she barely did anything. Um, but right. uh, but like that's not on Kaser at all. Um, no. But uh, and she's also wrong in the sense that she's not in nearly as good a position as she thinks she is. Um, mm-hmm. And Kaser's right that she should be doing something because she is one of the main targets heading into next week. Absolutely. Uh, but he's also uh, like kind of wrong because he doesn't doesn't know how to to handle that well and he doesn't know how to communicate it well um and uh and she's she's right that like you know she knows better she does know how to play the new school game better than he does right. um so it is a little bit of like this this back and forth of like uh they're both kind of wrong and they're both kind of right at the same time uh yeah. which to me like uh with that in mind I do wish that she were a little nicer um mm-hmm. in the response here because I think that uh the fact that they are both kind of wrong means that like uh like let's let's just try and you know be kind in a situation where uh we don't know that we're in the complete right but she thinks she's in the complete right right because then she was just saying like um you need to fix yourself and focus on you you know like i don't necessarily want you to go but like you know we can't continue to have this same conversation it's spiraling um and it was just frustrating for her to hear him say like oh i'm a sitting duck and i have no power and all this sorts of stuff um so i think it definitely was a you know frustrating conversation for her to hear like someone talk about maybe the potential flaws in her game or but also i think it it is difficult when she you know she hasn't really had an opportunity to when when a competition too much and the same people are the same few people are winning these competitions um so you know hopefully she does get the chance to um win a competition soon it seems like even you know though we'll talk i guess more later who won veto it seems like she still did pretty well in this competition based on what people um were mentioning on the feeds yes uh and and rob is reminding us in the chat that uh if you can be right or be kind be kind of julie really yes. you know we we've been making fun of julie this whole time but her sayings actually have a lot of relevance to the game because uh we saw the same thing happen to nicole anthony she could have chosen to be right or be kind and she chose neither uh now we're watching mm-hmm. bailey make the same choice <laughs> now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in one space with a new virtual room. Collaborate live, drawing, sharing, and building ideas with everyone on the same page. And make sure more of your team is seen and heard with up to 49 people on screen at once. Learn more about all the newest Teams features at Microsoft.com Teams. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are always ready to help you personalize your insurance plan so you can create a policy that fits your needs. You can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. Get a great rate without sacrificing great service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Bailey's going to go to Devon uh, to vent a little bit about Kaser. Um, she also vents to Tyler a bit. Um, and this is when Tyler says that, he, you know, the, the jury vote stuff. And Tyler also says like, uh, hey, hey, nobody messes with Bailey. Not on my watch. Um, and she goes to, to Devon. She's done with Kaser. She's done with this whole situation. She's so frustrated with him. Um, Bailey says that uh, that Enzo is thinking about backdooring Ian Um, and Devon's like, I don't I don't get why Ian's the person They okay, they went after Janelle because Janelle was saying Danny, Tyler, Cody. Mm -hmm. But David says day Tyler, Cody, and he's free and clear. You know what? If Kaser wins this veto, I'm going to go. I want to go to the six. I want to tell them, you know what? David told me he was in an all guys alliance. If that's not true, put him up. Backdoor him. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I mean, I know that there haven't been uh, too much conversations that um, Enzo has had with everybody yet, because I think 
dynamics have changed based on who won veto. But I don't know if that's necessarily smart for Davon's game to even potentially suggest that, especially because she is on everyone's radar. Um, I think one complicated thing that we've seen is, you know, she's been a bit, I guess, paranoid in certain situations, or I guess that was the perception. But I think also sometimes in the in the actual television edit, we see that, you know, Davon feels comfortable with her group. Um, but also it's like if you continue to to push the HUH to do what you want, then he's going to be like, if you don't have faith in me, then I might as well just put you up as that replacement. So I, I am, I would be a bit nervous if, you know, Davon actually tried to go through with that. Um, just because like, if, if you are so concerned about David, maybe, you know, this, this could be something that happens in the future. And a lot of people also have distrust in David and, you know, don't believe what he has to say with a, with a lot of certain things. So I think that, yes, sure, like you, you might be worried about him for your game. But I also keep in mind that Ian is a winner. So it's like I think uh, uh, Ian Backdoor is a, a valid, you know, replacement nominee. It's actually because- really good for them because. Ian is coming after them and he's he gives more power to Nicole, who is also coming after them. Mm -hmm. And David is not coming after them. Right. This is also the thing that's very interesting is that the players that are the biggest threats are all the like pre jury boots or early like jury contestants. And then I guess Kevin and then everybody else, like the people who've made a lot of people made it to like final three, final two, who've won these people are not really considered to be threats. I mean, I guess they are, a lot of them are working together, um, maybe essentially shielding each other in the game, but it's also kind of like, you know, I don't think a lot of these people like David should be a huge concern right now. Sure. He's not necessarily playing the best game and a lot of people criticize him for being a rookie and he wants to prove himself, which we see when he talks about the veto. But I just also think that, you know, there are other people I think you can, they can focus on. Yeah. uh, Ian going out would would be such a good thing for their game. Uh, Mm. But uh, so Devon says that's what she'd want to do. Bailey is always very funny to me when she's talking with Devon because you can tell, you can tell that she has so much respect for Devon Mm. as a person. Um, And, you know, we've heard from Swaggy on the outs. I've mentioned this a few times. He said that Bailey's goal, and I I don't know how much of this is like her actual, actual goal, but like uh, that she wants to get Devon to the finals and like get Dave on the win essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do feel like there are some times where Bailey kind of, uh, she kind of just like, okay, whatever you want, Dave on. Like she doesn't like mm-hmm. to disagree with Dave on. Right. Um, and so, uh, Bailey's like uh, to the plan of like forcing, uh, Enzo's hand and forcing him to put up David. She's kind of like, Okay. And Day's like, what, you don't think it's a good idea? And she's like, I mean, no, no, that's, I mean, maybe not exactly that, but something's going to happen. So, sure. Yeah, um, I think, I think it's, it's, it's um, a thing where, you know, they know that they're, you know, at odds in the house. And I think that they need to work together. I think it's very crucial that they work together. Um, but it's also, I guess, difficult for them to work together, um, especially as two women of color, because they are grouped together um, constantly in this game. A lot of people will constantly point and be like, well, Bay and Day are obviously together. And there were earlier times, I think, in the game where they would intentionally try not to be physically together, but they are considered like a package deal. Um, and so I think, you know, I think because of that heart to heart that they had, you know, a couple of weeks ago um, and I guess how, you know, Bailey thinks of day because of what, you know, what happened when like Bay was in the house, you know, I think that respect translates into the game where she's like, I want to see Davon's success. Cause you know, also Davon hasn't had that success, but of course Bailey still wants to do well. So I think, you know, I, I do think that, um, it's it's genuine. I guess it's just a, a question of whether um, we'll see if things change or if some there's going to maybe be a potential rift in the relationship because it is possible to happen depending on what happens. But you know, I I I think it is great that they are um, trying to be supportive of each other. 
Yes. Uh, Devon also says that uh, she heard from Kaser that David was talking to him and that he said the show needs a villain. Someone like the Joker. Um, And Bailey's like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Devon's like, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so there's she's like in Davon's head now. I think she sees David as like the Joker, like just yes. trying to ruin her game, just being the villain. Um, so we'll see. She she brings Kevin up and she talks to Kevin and she wants to know from Kevin. So in the veto draw, Kevin had house guest choice. He chose David. The Joker uh, and Davon is not pleased. She's like, why did you pick David? He's like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. I picked David. She's like, no, seriously, why did you pick David? She's like, oh, well, I, to decrease Kaser's odds, I think I think David would beast it out. She's like, so you're working with David. It's like, no, uh, I, I'm working with him as much as anyone else. As much as me? No, no, we have a final two. We have a final two. So how does that impact this? It's like, it's, I'm just, I just picked him for the veto. Like I, you're my, you're my girl, man. Uh, it's, uh, I'm final two with you. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. She's like, don't you know about David? He was like, what do you mean? She's like, she tells him the whole story about David and, um, Everything that happened, saying Cody and Tyler's name, them saying the other thing. She believes Cody and Tyler. She thinks David's trying to screw him over. He's like, do you really think David's coming for you, though? And she's like, yes. He's like, okay. Um, It's just a very (laughs) weird conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I I thought it was really funny that, um, you know, Devon was like pretty um, mad about that pick. I mean, I think at first, like when I heard David was picked, like before this conversation, I was just thinking, you know, he maybe he picked him one maybe as like a you know like a random option because I think people already underestimate David so maybe it would just make it easier for Kevin to have a chance to win veto but I guess it was interesting to hear that it was really to decrease um Kaser's odds in reality um and so then he was like yeah it needs to be someone who beats out no shade to you Davon but um yeah so was- Davon was a little offended at that too she was like Excuse me? It's like, I mean, no offense. Yeah. But that's also a thing, too, is, um, you know, a lot of times there is talk about like who wins or doesn't win competitions. And sure, different shows are different. Um, but, you know, we we do know that Bailey and Davon have both done well on the challenge. Um, so I think it is very possible to see them beast it out and do well in a big brother comp it hasn't happened yet but i also think that they shouldn't be underestimated because they have proven themselves on another show that's pretty intense Mm -hmm. um so christmas is going to talk with enzo and if you were holding christmas stock this week i am sorry because she decides that she's going to volunteer for the block in the event that Kevin comes down. Um, hey, don't worry, Enzo. If you need to put me up, that's fine. I can take one for the team. Uh, she says that uh, she taught, she was talking to Kevin and uh, she really feels like they can work with him if he stays. So that can be very valuable for us. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll get Kaser out. And in the event that we need a pawn, I'm your girl. I mean... I guess that's it's good in a sense. It's good for Enzo. Oh, it's great then, for Enzo because he doesn't have to worry about putting more blood on his hands, putting up someone that you know one doesn't want to go up. Um, worry about putting up someone maybe that could backfire in case or doesn't go home. Although I think initially, like if Kaser did come off the block, the intention would probably be that whoever is backdoored would go home. Um, but I think in this case, it's perfect. Cause it's like, Oh wow, you're volunteering to be the pawn. Well, that's, that's awesome for me because then I don't have to worry about, do I want to put up Danny? Do I want to put up Davon? Do I want to put up David? Who do I want to put up? You know, that's not, that's not really in the equation anymore. It's just like, okay, Christmas, cool. You know, and then people probably won't want to vote out Christmas. You know, a lot of people like Christmas in the house. Um, also, you know, I, later on in the feeds, he mentions like 
you know, people are not going to vote out a girl for the fourth time in a row. So I think that's also, you know, another thing where that's great for Enzo's game. Yeah. Uh, Enzo lets Tyler know about this plan. Tyler's like, I don't like that idea, actually. There's no point in risking that, right? Uh, we need her to do our bidding. Um, but the conversation's not going to go too far. Other people are going to join. Um, Bailey and Devon are going to talk a little bit more. Um, Bailey speaks with David and has a, has a conversation with him. She comes back to Devon about it. She's like, I really don't think David's coming for you, Day. Uh, what, I, what I'm concerned about is that Ian and Nicole are really close and they're both close with Danny. And I, I, I don't want us to be replaced uh i feel like that would be very easy that could happen like yes yes (laughs) that is the thing um and then day's like well how do you feel about christmas and bailey's like i feel great about christmas christmas would never come for us and now i'm like no no that's no that's the wrong one no go go back to the other one it's definitely not true and you know i think one drama that we also saw on the feeds a lot yesterday was talk about you know bailey being comfortable like that was something that was brought up a lot like why is bailey comfortable this is a problem because of this conversation she had with christmas where she told her she was comfortable and i'm just like okay i I, i've gotten to a point where i'm a little kind of perplexed because I'm like, okay, you know, people are complaining when Davon basically essentially is a little paranoid or concerned. Then people are now complaining about Bailey, who is comfortable. So it's like, what do you want them to be? You know, and I think it could be good for their games to feel that they are comfortable comfortable like if if Bailey is comfortable enough to express she's comfortable to Christmas then it like then Christmas knows like oh I could make this move and she wouldn't expect me coming for her or something like that or the same for Nicole Um, but I don't I don't get why that this is such a huge issue I mean yes maybe you know Nicole isn't aware of the dynamics of like of Enzo and you know Cody and that closeness but I still think that it's such a such a weird thing to I guess harp on because then she kept telling saying like should we tell the guys um that Bailey feels comfortable so yeah so so basically part of this is that uh that Christmas did have a conversation with Bailey um they they have had a relationship for a while that's why that's why Christmas was always very um wanting to go after day ahead of Bailey but then Nicole really got in her ear um but uh, but they still have that relationship. And that's why they when they talked, uh, they were pretty open with each other. Or at least Bailey was pretty open with Christmas. Um, and that's why Bailey feels so comfortable with Christmas, despite the fact that Christmas is coming for Bailey. And so right. when Bailey expressed that she felt comfortable in the house to Christmas, Christmas was like, why would you feel comfortable? I'm literally coming for you right now. I know a bunch of people that are coming for you right now. Why would you feel comfortable? Remember, Christmas doesn't know about the slick six. So mm-hmm. in her mind, Bailey shouldn't feel comfortable. So she brings that to Nicole and Nicole tells Danny. And of course, Danny is like, uh, like anything that Bailey does to Danny uh, <sighs> is going to be bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I think it actually did help. Bailey with Nicole and with Cody later when she talks to Cody about it. Um, and uh, and I think like uh, really the only people that were like really like, why is she comfortable was Christmas and uh, and then and then Danny, because li- literally anything Bailey does will upset Danny, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah. Even like that previous day, not, you know, yes, yesterday, but even just like Bailey being friends with Janelle. And then there was that discussion about the jacket and saying oh she probably stole it and it's like why what is that comment why is that remotely necessary and that's also where sometimes I I question this implicit bias training because I think there is a connotation that people of color will steal things but I don't see why Bailey would need the steal I think she came she came from a very well-off family swaggy successful also it's just like you all are complaining constantly about Bailey maybe voting to keep Janelle because you know they're friends so it's just like there are these comments that sometimes are very questionable that you know danny will make or even nicole make that we see um you know and i think obviously that's to get other people to feel negatively about them so it's you know easier to come for them and that they're not the targets but i also think that they also shouldn't be coming after the other women in the house i think we've seen 
all the like women are going week after week. So then who's going to be next once they get rid of, you know, Bailey and Devon and then, you know, Christmas, like it's going to be Danny and Nicole. I'm sure the boys are going to target them. So that's something that they also need to think about when Bailey does express her, you know, I guess sadness or discomfort with another girl going out. Why are you going to go tell the guys, oh, Bailey's upset and other guys, like another girl is going to go out. I think you should be working with the women in the house. So that's also like another just general thing that drives me a little bit crazy about uh, Danny and Nicole personally. They they had two weeks in quarantine before the show. uh, And apparently none of them really spent any time watching any seasons in that uh, period of time. And also like, like, uh, like they, like they were busy watching the umbrella Academy season two in quarantine uh, when they could have been having like two weeks worth of this training or at least watching the show uh, or preferably, I guess both. Um, but no, they've got to watch some Netflix. What's the new hot show? Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to watch season two of the Umbrella Academy because I've been busy watching these people. Yeah, um, I feel that. So, <laughs> uh, Kevin wins the veto. Uh, they play in the veto competition. It was a very messy thing. They were holding on to things. Um, Kevin was actually saying, like, if they if they make it a hanging on to something competition, they're trying to screw me because I can't do that. Um, but uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but it, I think it was hanging in some capacity. Uh, and they got they got very messy. But Kevin ultimately wins the veto, and for the first time in the entire season, uh, somebody not in the power structure has won a competition as as long as you don't count safety suite week one when there's two people the only two people playing are two people not in the power structure that doesn't count that doesn't count uh kevin actually beat some people like tyler and enzo um so i don't know how hard they tried but uh but uh but he beat them he won an eight he won a veto uh this is the first step to uh not being the pawn of the season i don't think he's quite there yet um but uh but really like he was he was trapped in this pawn situation the only way to get out of it is to win competitions to put some respect on your name um because once you show that you're capable of winning some competitions people will start to come to you to want to work with you because you now hold power in the game absolutely and i think Enzo um, and some of the, a couple of the other guys in that, you know, power lines have now made a huge emphasis on, you know, you know, people should win competitions before they try to maybe essentially give their opinion on what should happen in the house. And so now it's come to the point where Kevin, when, you know, I mean, I don't obviously he wasn't really the target, but I think it was definitely good for him to win this competition because I think people are now going to take him slightly, you know, more seriously. And I guess this is an opportunity for him to, you know, establish a bond with Enzo, you know, like Enzo didn't even seem that like really mad that Kevin won. Like he seemed pretty happy about it and kept congratulating him and was like, no, like this, don't worry about it. Like you, you did what you needed to do. You won the veto, Um, you know, I'll, figure out what I'm going to do, but who knows who I'm going to put up at this point. Cause I think a lot of his thoughts were if Kaser won POV, like who would he put up, but not if really if Kevin won. Yeah. So Cody and Danny talk briefly. They say whoever case, whoever gets put up next to Kaser, we're just going to still send Kaser home. Um, this doesn't really change anything. Enzo talks with Bailey and Cody. He says he's not sure who he's putting up yet, but whoever it is, it's just going to be a pawn. Um, Nicole talks to Cody. They're not sure who's going to go up. Uh, they agree that uh, if they win HOH next week, they would put up Kevin and David. So he's not quite escaped that pawn status yet um, with an option to back door. Uh, Nicole says that Danny is telling her that Bailey is coming for her. And that's because Nicole has a conversation with uh, Danny prior to this. This is the one we were referring to earlier where she talked about how Christmas told me that Bay felt comfortable. Uh, and Danny was like, oh, that's bad. Uh, she's coming for you, Nicole. And Nicole's like, do you really think she's coming for you? Like, she's coming for me? Like, do we really need to like Nicole's actually kind of been backing away from targeting Bailey. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Danny that keeps pushing her back yeah. into it. Um, so she tells Cody, uh, Dan- Danny is telling the bay is coming for me and cody's like she's just trying to get you to go after bailey that's her game um and nicole's like man i need to stop telling danny so much like she's really getting in my head um so 
Danny continuing to lose influence as she tries to continue to pit people against yes. each other. Yes. And I mean, I guess I think that's good, though. Like Cody brought that up to Nicole because then Nicole's now can think about, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't necessarily come after people just based off of what someone says. You know, it's good to hear from multiple people what's going on. Yes, there have been some issues um, with, you know, Bailey and Nicole, but it's also just like, you know, Danny is trying to get people to target each other. And so she'll say what she needs to say or will continue to labor on something to make sure that it sticks so that, you know, maybe Danny herself doesn't necessarily have to come for that person. Like Nicole will be the one who is going to go, you know, and now and she's mentioned a lot now that she really would want to backdoor Bailey. So, yeah, it's it's you know, we talked about this uh, the other day that um, that like the way that Danny operates, it's almost like she's inoculating people uh, to the actual target because she does it in such a general way. She tries to get people to go after each other. And we're seeing the results of this where uh, as Danny tries to push people to go after each other, it's actually encouraging them to not go after that person <laughs> because mm-hmm. like Nicole thought she wanted to go after Bailey, but as Danny keeps pushing, you should go after Bailey. Bailey's coming for you. Uh, Nicole's like, wait a minute. Why are you trying to do this to me? What do I really need to do this anymore? Um, like uh, Danny doesn't know how to just let the seeds grow. She's overwatering them. Uh, mm-hmm. And she doesn't know when to like, step back and let it happen. Um, and it's actually, it's actually counterproductive at this point, I think. Um, so Cody is going to talk with Enzo and Nicole, uh, together. Uh, Cody suggests even, uh, so what do you think? Throw Ian up, take him out. Um, Nicole's like, Hey, I'm okay with him going up. Uh, but Enzo says, nah, no, 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 don't want to do that. Yo, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all. I don't, don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so uh so no no Ian. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to put up Ian. Um he also doesn't want to put up David. He talks to Kevin, he congratulates him. Uh he says, "Hey, I'm not putting you up again, yo. That's it. Uh Caser's going home. Uh not not putting Dave up either. No. N- no no way, yo. Uh I just said no instead of yo. Um <laughs> and so uh he's not putting up David. He's not putting up Ian. He does want to make a deal with Kevin in the future. Um he talks to Bailey and Devon. He tells them, hey, I just want to make the house happy this week. Send Kaser out. Um, and it's not until the end of the night he talks to Cody and Danny and he finally lets them know Christmas volunteered. Uh, and Cody's like, whoa, if she volunteered, then that's it. Easy. Christmas just handed you this insane present wrapped perfectly. Uh, Christmas present. There you go. Yeah, no, I think that's it's perfect. And I mean, I know that Enzo is like, you know, I'm going to talk to Christmas again. I'm going to talk to other people to just make sure that things are okay tomorrow and that everyone's everyone's good with that plan. Um, But yeah, I thought it was very interesting how he's like, no, I'm not going to put up David, you know, David, you know, you proved yourself, David, like you're not, you're not the rookie that people think you are, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, David kept mentioning on the feeds that he was so close to winning and that sort of stuff. So I guess whatever happened, like, you know, I guess he did beast it out like Kevin was talking about. Um, So I guess that is, you know, essentially good for David, but also I think that could also paint a target on David's back. If David has come close to winning comps, even though he hasn't won them yet. Um, But I do think that this is perfect for um enzo because then enzo doesn't have to you know weigh the option of the potential um davon danny situation and then christmas volunteered and he was also like yeah i'm gonna put up i'll probably if i put up christmas you know they're gonna vote out caser because more people like christmas and then everyone doesn't like caser which i is kind of unfortunate to hear that because Kaser seems to be very nice person. So, you know, like the fact that, you know, all these people are just, I guess, fed up with Kaser at this point is just sad to watch on on the feeds. And especially, you know, that Bailey Kaser conversation wasn't great and hearing her complain about it to other people. So, yeah, 
Um, but that that's mostly the night here. Uh, I I think that Enzo feels very set on this now that like, hey, Christmas volunteered. That's a perfect out for me. Uh, Kaser goes home. That's it. Yo. Uh, and so um, I believe that's what will happen unless Christmas like really like reneges on the deal. She's like, actually, no, I, well, that's mm-hmm. that's well, that's not what I was saying. Um, but I'm pretty sure uh, she's she's going to be down um, and uh, that, that this is uh, that this is it. Um, and K- Christmas will go up on the block next to Kaser. Kaser will go home pre-jury for the fourth time. I was hoping he would at least make it to jury. And he was so close. I mean, we still haven't seen the HOH. We'll see how it all actually plays out tonight. But it's so unfortunate to have seen at the end of the live show that he he beasted that calm. Everyone was still, you know, working on it. So I'm really intrigued to see, you know, the second half and then, you know, the the third half or the third part where essentially, um, you know, Enzo takes the win. Yeah. All right. So that's what we have. Uh, anything else that you wanted to bring up, Geneva? Um, no, I yeah, I think I touched on um, some of those thoughts that I had in my mind today. So but yeah. All right. Well, that's what we have for you today. I will, of course, be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. We'll be live tonight as well after the uh, HOH and nomination episode of Big Brother 22. And then, of course, Tuesday night, we'll have the stock watch. We'll rate the players. We'll update the prices. We'll have some fun. So uh, check it all out. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong Geneva. Where can people find you? People can find me at Twitter or Instagram at Peace Love Jen. So like G-E-N. So like the first half of my name. Um, tweet a lot about Big Brother um, and other reality shows, especially Sequester, because I'm very heavily involved in that community. Um, and then also I do a lot of commentary for Podcaster Mini over there. So that's where you can find me actively um, throughout the rest of the BB season. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.